tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. You're listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, welcome back in game day here in the Commonwealth. Blue v. Red down at the Yum Center. Got you covered on all of our stations here. We'll have that Coors Light postgame show on 93.9. We'll have the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show over here on 680. And, of course, we'll have the full broadcast for you across the hall starting at 4.30. Alex White Network coverage. And then, of course, the tip at 6 o'clock. All that on 93.9. You can listen to Paul Rogers, uh, our guy Bob Valvano. All of that available for you across the hall, 93.9, of course, as soon as that whistle sounds to end the game, we will have your coverage here on 680-1057. Call in, text in. We'll have all of it ready for you again. Dolfo, Entz, and Cantrell. We bring in Jay Davis uh, to talk to us here during the 11 o'clock hour. He's on Gaggle today. Do you have headphones in, Jay? Yeah, I'm ready. You got that. rid of my Stevie music. What's up with that? <laughs> we do need to talk about that. Can we get Stevie Wonder for the comeback at 1120? Obviously. Done. Awesome. Okay, there you go. Um <laughs> We're trying to have uh, a show with some kind of format here, Jay, which is very strange because I am an unformatted person. Well, let's roll with it, man. How about that? All right. There you go. Uh, Big game happening down here today, uh, Kentucky and Louisville. You have been, my friend, in the same spot as me, but usually on the football side with our team stinking and having to play the rival who's uh, not stinking. Uh, (laughs) How do you think Louisville fans are going to take in tonight, and what would your expectations be if you were a Louisville fan? expectation should be you know to just compete for you know at least 30 minutes of this game you know before Kentucky pulls away that kind of happened last year I know Kentucky won by 20 plus last year but Louisville showed a little fight in that game um you know I don't I don't think they're gonna win tonight um I'm sorry that you know anybody there there's you know I know there's some people there's some people in every fan base who go into a game you know thinking if this happens if this happens we can pull it off and yeah that's possible because that's why you play you know cliche to say but you don't play the games on paper but you know they're they're clearly overmatched going into this game um but you know i don't know you know just have some fun with your buddies you know i I went to the michigan michigan state game with two of my buddies that came up from chicago and that whole weekend was about you know just having fun and you know having some some drinks with them and just hanging out with them for that that most of that day because Going into that game, I knew we didn't have a shot. So, you know, it's one of those things where it, where tonight's all about, you know, camaraderie and, you know, maybe reliving some memories walking around on campus and stuff like that. A reminder to get your top five list into J4379680 on our UPS jobs text line. Uh, top five college basketball players of the 1980s coming up. You can disregard their NBA careers uh, as far as that texture is concerned. We'll get to that uh, in a moment. Jay, you work in. You work in journalism for a living, and, and uh, people don't know Jay is a, a business reporter by day and does our sports stuff at night and at you know eleven o'clock on Thursdays. Um, the Athletic drops these two pieces about Kenny Payne today ahead of this game and ahead of what many of us see as a twelve game or excuse me a twelve day break between games between the Kentucky game and the Virginia game next, offering a bit of a landing spot for the. The interim folks, whoever that might be, et cetera, if they were going to make a move in season. Um, do you ever intentionally drop things like this as a journalist, or is this just, hey, they're playing Kentucky today, this is when the eyeballs are going to be on Louisville basketball? Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, with the way the last, you know, year plus has gone for the program coming into this game, it's kind of like a, 
you know, it's one of those things where, particularly in this instance, you have two, you know, great programs. Obviously, Kentucky's got more titles, but Louisville's got three titles, 10 Final Four. So you have these two programs with these storied histories, and one's right now is at one end of the spectrum, and the other one's at the complete other end of the spectrum. So I know there wasn't, you know, there's not a lot of stuff about Kentucky and, the, you know, the Brendan Quinn piece, but, you know, it's it's kind of like you said, you know, you have this game coming tonight, then you have this layoff until, you know, the Virginia game to start the heart of ACC play. So, you know, you put it out there now, you know, there's a lot of information about the buyout in there and coaching candidates and, you know, I, you know, just about the economy, the economics in the city, you know, how that's how they're kind of tied to these, you know, the home games and stuff. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's this is their this is their biggest this is the biggest game they have this year, you know. Yeah, I know it's a non-conference game, but, you know, with the way things are going, it doesn't seem like they're going to be, you know, in the race for the ACC title. So this is their this is the biggest game of the season. So that's why, you know, I think why uh, Quinn dropped this piece today. Jay Davis with us, his usual spot here on Thursdays. We've done a lot of talking around, you know, pain and, and the coaching. And, you know, obviously now that you're doing uh, the podcast with Ennis and, and Coach Lieberman and me, you know, you, you've, you've had your, you know, and, and of course coming on, you know, during the 11 with Dan and me, I'm sure your eyeballs are more on the happenings of the basketball teams here than they used to be, uh, for example. When you watch Louisville play basketball, what what goes through Jay Davis's mind? Um it's it's at at times, you know, there you you see them, you know, run some good sets and you're like, Oh, there there's some talent here, maybe they'll get things figured out. But, you know, in close games, you know, going back to, you know, I know it's a few weeks ago, I'm, I'm thinking of close games against, you know, high major teams at back-to-back games they had against Texas and IU, um, you know, where they're in them for stretches and, you know, just they have four or five plays down the stretch where they're they're not out of the game and they're down double digits. So, you know, it just seems like they need to, you know, just tighten things up more more so than anything else, you know, to at least even be – you know, competitive in the ACC the rest of this season because, you know, it's the talents there in terms of, you know, recruiting rankings and, you know, things like that. But just as a group, it just doesn't seem like they have the pieces together to, you know, make this something more than what it is right now. Jay Davis with us on the Kentucky side. Um, and then we'll get you a prediction for the game. We'll move into other topics. On the Kentucky side, obviously, it re, uh, the introduction of Aaron Bradshaw to the lineup, the reintroduction of Ugana and Yenso. Team has played really well. The one day they, you know, the one time they didn't have DJ Wagner, they lose to a bad Wilmington team. Uh, what have you seen from them? And do you expect them to uh, not just win today, but to, to make a statement today against Louisville? I expect him to win. You know, I think I've said before, either either here or on the podcast, you know, I don't think Cal's going to go into this game trying to embarrass Kenny. I know there's a quote that Kenny said that that the exact opposite of what he said, Cal's yeah. going into this game trying to have a blowout and he wants to win by one. I don't think that won't be Cal's intention. It's probably going to happen just because of, you know, while I do think there's some talented players on Louisville, there's definitely a talent disparity between the two programs. But, you know, Kentucky now, you know, with their full with their full complement of players, you know, can do so many different things. You know, they can play two big. They can play two bigs because they have bigs that can stretch the floor, so they're not you know eating up all the space in the paint. They have multiple ball handlers. You know, they got they have shooters. They have playmakers all over the place. So that 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 roster is really really good. That North Carolina game over the weekend showed me a lot. I think you know this is. I think probably by the end of the season, Kentucky's going to be a top five team. Um, yeah, so I'm, you know, going into this game, I just want to see how crisp, crisp Kentucky is, you know, just to see the different stuff that they run, to see the different lineups they run out there, just to see, you know, how much talent they have right now, and you know, I just want to see, you know, just want to see Louisville fight, you know, for most of not all of this game. Kentucky beats North Carolina over the weekend. How good of a win was that in your eyes? That was a great win. You know, Carolina's a a top ten team. They just, you know, I know it was a neutral side, but they went out last night and beat Oklahoma after the Kentucky loss. Um, you know, it just seemed like they were offensively North Carolina's guards had, you know, great scoring games, but defensively they just couldn't match up with, you know, Kentucky's guards and wings. And, you know, the bigs just had Armando Baycott in jail all day. I think that's one of the worst games I've ever seen Armando yeah. Baycott play. You know, they didn't double him. They didn't double team him a lot. He had a couple really bad unforced errors, you know, a couple, he got a couple 
bad fouls on you know some illegal screens. I think he only took four shots. Um, you know, he was in foul trouble a lot. He ended up with four fouls. But yeah, that was one of the worst games he I've ever seen him play. And you know, Kentucky just you know just in terms of talent just looked better than North Carolina did. Uh, text or texting in four three seven nine six eight in our UPS jobs text line. Uh, I want people look. Jay's gonna be hanging out, so I just if you want to text in, please do. Uh, Jay will Jay and I will absolutely happily take your text and answer your questions. Uh, Jay uh, texter saying Jay may not realize Cal kept his starters in last year with two minutes left and up twenty. Cal absolutely uh, wants to embarrass KP in Louisville, and, and and one of the reasons I like to have Jay on on Thursdays is because he's outside of our bubble. All of us here know that. <laughs> Jay's outside of the bubble, and, and, and I want people to hear uh, sort of the national opinions, and, and you get that uh, from Jay in this spot every week. Uh, Jay, would you re- do you have a response to that at all? You know, because interestingly, you know, even in, in a rivalry like, you know, Michigan and Michigan State on the basketball court, Izzo's not been afraid to run it up if his team's just running it up. Yeah, yeah, that, and that happens. Um, you know, the, the thing about, you know, that, that texture – you, you know, I understand that, you know, because when you when you think about when this game's usually played, you know, mid to late December going into the heart of conference play, you know, two minutes left. You know, that's a chance to run a, run a couple sets, you know, to see what see what some stuff looks like. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I to- totally understand that. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened tonight, too. Uh, there were a bunch of big games over this past weekend in uh, in college basketball, Purdue and Arizona at the top of that list. What did you take away from that? And and. Which of those two teams, both of which have have had early exits in the NCAA tournament in recent years, do you think is more likely to make a deep run this coming March? Well, that game was that game was great. Um, if you're a Purdue fan, that's what you want to try to get. You know, I don't think that needs to happen. They got great games from their big three. You know, Zach Eady, Braden Smith, Fletcher Lord. They all scored more than twenty points. Uh, Smith and Lord shot the heck out of the ball. Uh, you know, they just kind of those three just kind of, you know, overwhelmed Arizona a little bit. And I think Arizona's a really good team. They have a lot of balance, you know, inside and outside. But Purdue had the three best players on the court that day. And, you know, that that's probably going to have to happen, you know, three or four times for Purdue to win a national title. It shouldn't have to happen in the first two rounds. But, you know, you get a one versus an eight or a nine in the second round and all kinds of things can happen. But, you know, that's if, if you're a Purdue fan watching that game, that's the game that makes you believe that, that they can legitimately win a national championship. And I've been, you know, I go back and forth on Purdue. I have for the last few years, you know, going back to kind of when Carson Edwards was there, um, you know, just in, yeah, they're a good regular season team. They're a good big 10 team, but I don't think they're going to make any noise in the tournament. And that game kind of changed my mind about them. Arizona, I think still going to be pretty good. The PAC 12 is down this year, you know, USC and UCLA are really struggling. Um, so I think Arizona, I don't want to say they'll walk to the Pac-12 title because you never know what can happen in conference play. But I think Arizona's still going to be a one or a two seed, um, you know, and have a chance to make a deep run, too. <clears throat> I, you know, that game, I thought, I think if you uh, you root for either team, I think you could walk away and think, OK, we're good the rest of the year. Right. I, that was one of those kinds of games where, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're an Arizona fan, you're like, OK, game was in Indy. You know, we still had to travel, do all that stuff. It's a couple possessions at the end. Uh, I, we're right there. Tommy Lloyd obviously knows what he's doing. He's got dudes. You know, you add a guy like uh, Kashad Johnson, who's pretty clearly a, a really important cog and good piece for them, et cetera. So uh, it, it, are you of that opinion as well that, I mean, if you're, you know, for example, an Arizona fan, you can feel just fine going forward as well? Yeah, for sure. You know, this year, particularly more than any other years with, you know, some of the highly ranked teams, you know, you had Purdue go to Maui, you know, they played Alabama and Toronto, you know, they, you know, Arizona played Michigan State and California. You know, all these all these teams are playing these big time non conference games, um, and you know, there's a lot of you know a lot of teams that are like, yeah, you know, win or lose, we're fine. It used to be one or two of those. I can remember a year, I think it was 2003, where Michigan State played like Kentucky, Syracuse, Oklahoma, uh, Virginia, you know, and a couple other tough Villanova. They played a bunch of tough non conference games, but now it seems like every high majors yes. played. You know, even even not going into the MTEs, just played so many of those games. Like, you know, you had UConn go to Kansas and lose by, you know, one or two plays. So there's a lot of teams, you know, that going into going into the heart of conference break and look at, you know, how they played in the non-conference and say, all right, you know, we should we should be able to make some noise in March. And I think Arizona and Purdue are, you know, right at the top of that list. Uh, Jay Davis with us. Jay Davis underscore 1981 on Twitter. You want to go find his stuff there. We'll get into his NBA rankings and other top five lists uh, as we go. Uh, wrapping up on college basketball here in the first segment. 
Um, look, Duke, Baylor, Arizona, FAU, lots of these games that you just mentioned uh, seem to be coming up this coming weekend as well. Obviously, starting today uh, on the rank side with um, with Kentucky visiting uh, Louisville. Which games are you most looking forward to this weekend? Uh, I mean, sort of an under-the-radar game is UCLA visiting Oregon when UCLA really needs a win. Yeah, like I said, UCLA and USC are both, you know, really struggling. Um, You know, I want to watch Georgetown Marquette tomorrow just Mm. to see how, you know, Marquette rebounds. You know, you look at the Big East, the top three teams, the consensus top three teams at the beginning of the season already have, you know, losses. So I want to see you know, how Marquette rebounds from there. Illinois Illinois playing Missouri away from home tomorrow is a good game that I'd like to watch. Um, Florida Atlantic, Arizona, I think is going to be a really good game. That's going to be really fun just to see, you know, how they how they play. St. John's going to UConn, you know, with UConn coming off a loss. That's a, that's another good game. There's, you know, I know there's it seems like there's less huge games than there's been, you know, the last couple of weeks, but obviously we're coming up on a holiday break and there's still a handful of them. So, it's you know, there's like four or five that I'm really looking forward to just particularly – you know, with some of the Big East teams coming off losses, you know, starting conference play. All right. Well, let's take our first break of the second hour here, presented by our friends at uh, Kentucky, uh, Delta Dental of Kentucky, excuse me, DeltaDentalKY.com. Plans for you, your family, your employees, Nationwide Network of Dentists. Go check them out, DeltaDentalKY.com. Uh, we will have all the coverage for you tonight. Uh, dueling postgame shows will start over here on 680 on the Kentucky Fish Wildlife postgame show. Sign up for that elk draw. At their uh, at their website for 2024, and of course the Coors Light post game show with our buddy Ethan Moore over there on 93.9. Uh, as far as the Louisville side of things as well, uh, we'll come back with Jay Davis after this here on ESPN 680 105.7. Looking for a rewarding career, one that empowers you to serve your community, change lives, and reach your fullest potential? Become a correctional officer for the Kentucky Department of Corrections and earn up to $28.30 an hour with great benefits. Help create a better, safer Kentucky. Apply today for a correctional officer position in your community at careers.ky.gov. That's careers.ky.gov. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Looking for extra cash this holiday season? You can make competitive pay as a day shift warehouse worker at UPS Worldport right here in Louisville. Learn more and apply today at upsjobsky.com. That's upsjobsky.com. What a great song. Louis Rabot hanging out with you. Rabot and Co. Jay Davis in with us uh, for the second hour of the show here. Hanging out with Zach Cantrell on the ones and twos. Was that better, Mr. Davis? That was fantastic. Well, there we go. It's a great song. It is a very, very good song. Easily my favorite uh, of his catalog. Uh, Jay Davis could easily give us a top five. Uh, But he's your GOAT, right? Yeah, yeah, I could give you a top five, and then I'll give you a different one next week. <laughs> there you go. So there's Chase Goat uh, coming down uh, on the text line as well. Four three seven nine six eighty. Keep those coming. Uh, by the way, last just last night, uh, we had a bunch of really good games. Did you catch much of the Villanova Creighton game last night? Uh, I watched some of the OT. Yeah, yeah you know it's Christmas. We were we were out looking at lights and stuff. Sure, and I, I caught some of the OT. Yeah, you know just yeah the, the Big East is. I think you know yeah. Big East, Big East or Big Twelve. Those are two the two best leagues. Uh, I think the Big East is a little deeper than the Big Twelve, but yeah, that that, that conference is is a bear, and you know there's gonna there's a lot of good teams, good players, good coaches, and you know it's gonna be a. I don't think it's gonna be a roller coaster. I think things will shake out. You know you'll have some combo of Creighton, Marquette, UConn finish you know at the top, but yeah, there's it. There, nobody's gonna win that league by like five or six games. I'll just say it like that. Yeah. Uh... Villanova, Kyle Neptune, do you think eventually that works out as an experiment? Yeah, that'll work. You know, they get good kids every year. You know, um, 
you know, they're in a good area for talent. Uh, you know, I, and Villanova's built his reputation, you know, over the last probably like decade and a half, you know, yeah. that they should be able to, you know, just continue to kind of, I don't, I don't know if they'll get to, you know, two titles in three years like they did with, with Jay Wright, but you know, there'll be a, they will be, I think they can get to a consistent, you know, top four seed in the tournament, make some sweet 16s, you know, push, push to a final four. Is Eric Dixon good enough to carry them deep into a tournament run? Uh, he can be, you know, a lot of that is all about matchups. Uh, he's, he's pretty versatile, but you know, you, what, what you've seen with a lot of these teams, like, you know, I mean, produce, produce the example I go to, you know, where, you know, a lot of times where, you know, you'll see Zach E to get his 28 and 15 and Fletcher lawyer and, you know, Braden Smith will go like two for 12 and three right, right. and they're in a dog fight with some team that they shouldn't be. So you have to get contributions from, you know, other guys and, you know, let, you know, what I, what I like to say, especially, you know, with guys that have the ball, you know, a lot, you know, you in, in college is 40 minutes, you know, you let everybody else find their foot for the first 34, 35. And then you have that one, you sh- every team needs that one guy that can bring them home. And I think he can be that guy, but, you know, just over the course of, you know, the games they're going to be in, they got to, he's got to, he's got to get some consistent help. It's announced that the remaining Pac-12 teams in Washington state and Oregon state will be playing in the West Coast Conference. At the top of that conference uh, included is Gonzaga, San Francisco, San Diego, uh, Santa Clara, obviously Loyola Marymount and St. Mary's are in that group, Pepperdine, Portland, and Pacific of all things. Um, (laughs) Gonzaga, obviously the the torchbearer of that league. What do you think that does for the West Coast Conference? Is this a good move for those two teams? Uh, Obviously, they're going to try to do the independent thing in football. I mean, it's a yeah. You, they they had to find a home for basketball and all the you know the other sports. Um, you know, it, it makes not, sense Zach, logistically. Non football and non baseball was that what they ended up doing? Man, I'll have to look. Go ahead, keep going, keep going. Yeah, no, it, just logistically, it makes sense. You know, with the travel and stuff. Um, Washington State, you know, has had you know struggles for a while. Oregon State had a pretty good run. I think that was in twenty twenty one or maybe might have been last year. I can't remember. Um, I don't know. I'd still, you know, Gonzaga's still going to be the favorite. This isn't like, you know, a few years, a, a while ago, a handful of years ago, where, you know, some people were like, Gonzaga should join the Pac-12, you know, but they weren't going to do that, obviously, because they don't have football. Um, they should, if they don't, if Oregon State and Washington State, you know, don't finish near the top of this league, I think that's a problem. Uh, you know, St. Mary's is good. You know, Gonzaga's a Gonzaga. So I wouldn't, you know, they, I don't think there's going to be any, you know, pushing Gonzaga for the championship, but I mean, there there'll be some good games. You know, I stay up late sometimes to watch you know WCC games. I love that. I love their tournament because it's the week before right. all the other yep. you know the other big tournaments. So you get to kind of you know see some guys a highlight going into March Madness. But yeah, I read something yesterday that this is kind of a move that helps the league in case Gonzaga you know goes to the Big Twelve. There was talk. I think it was last summer of Gonzaga going to the Big Twelve, which is you know, kind of heavily leaned in on basketball. I know all the schools they added have football, but, you know, Cincinnati is a basketball school to me. Houston is now a basketball school. Obviously, Gonzaga is a basketball school. So I think this is kind of them, you know, hedging their bets. I'm not I'm not sure, you know, there's there's a there's an agreement, but it hasn't been finalized. So I'm not sure, you know, how many years it's for. Um, but, yeah, I think this is kind of, you know, them hedging their bets in case Gonzaga leaves. Yeah, right. Um, the other, the interesting part here too is they're actually paying to join the conference, uh, which I was sort of stunned at. I just kind of assumed the West Coast Conference would be like, "Yes, giant name brands, please join our conference." But I guess they're getting about fourteen million dollars for the two of them to join uh, the conference as well. Jay Davis with us here, Andre Bow and Co. Here at ESPN six eighty one zero five seven. Who got you till noon, Bobby V? After us, I actually saw Bob already. Uh, the stunner. Bob here before eleven twenty. It was pretty stunning, but obviously a lot to do today uh, with Louisville and Kentucky tonight. All right, so um, you know the story's starting to come out again. The Florida State is, you know, looking around after you know after a snub and, and those kinds of things. And and one of the points that I made with people around here that were especially offended for Florida State not getting into the CFP was that they spent the early part of the season telling you that the ACC is bums. Everybody in the conference is bums except for them is essentially what they told us at the outset of the season. Now they're looking uh, after the snub from the CFP at leaving the conference. Uh, Brett McMurphy even put on Twitter, they've started the process of leaving the ACC. will quote, have an Oppenheimer-like ripple effect throughout the college landscape. Uh, one of the biggest brands landing in the Big Ten or the SEC. And if those aren't options, the Big 12 
Uh, would you, you know, you and I are Big Ten guys. Does is Florida State even a fit for the Big Ten? I mean, I didn't think USC, UCLA, Washington, and Oregon were fish for the Big Ten, but apparently they are. Um, it, this this is weird. You know, that Grant of Rights still has like 12 or 13 years left on it. It runs yep. to like 2036 or 2037. Yep. So I don't know, you know, where they're going to get the money from to get out of it. I, I saw some stuff that, you know, that this might lead to, you know, athletic programs, you know, going to private equity, you know, to get to get this money up, to get out of different contracts and things like that. Um I mean, Florida State's a good school. Uh, I just, you know, logistically, I, I guess you take logistics out of it now with the way the Big Ten is set no, up now. That's right. Florida, <laughs> Florida State is Florida State would be another, you know, another great name. You know, you get, you know, you'd get Florida State, Ohio State every, you know, two or three years. So it wouldn't get, I guess, it wouldn't get too old, you know, because they wouldn't be playing every year. But I don't know. Florida State's got, you know, good programs. Their basketball team used to be good. I don't know what's going on, you know, down there right now, but. I mean, I guess you, you you the only the only league that really seems to care about geography anymore is the SEC. So, right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, that that does you know that doesn't really come to play in a lot of in a, a lot of these other leagues. So, I don't know, but you know, the thing about that is is I think I don't think the Big Ten offered them. You know, when they were going into the Oregon, you know, Washington, USC, UCLA thing. Um, I don't think the SEC. If the SEC wanted Florida State, they would already have them. So. You know, I think maybe that, that Big 12 thing, you know, might be their only, you know, major option. And, you know, the Big 12, t- the Big 12's TV deal, because that's that's what all of this stuff is about now is TV deals. Yep. Uh, the Big 12 TV deal is still pretty good. But, I mean, you know, FSU, Oklahoma State, you know, you're going to try to turn that into a rivalry. FSU, Houston, FSU, you know, Utah. So I, I don't know what I don't know what they're I don't know what exactly they're you know, they think they're going to gain. I actually might, I think that meeting tomorrow, that board meeting is uh, going to be streamed online tomorrow. I might actually watch that because these board meetings, when you get into talking about these grant rights and, you know, realignment, they they can be highly entertaining. So I might watch that tomorrow morning. Yeah, the, the speculated exit fee for an ACC team right now is $120 million, which is three times the league's operating budget. I'd love to know what costs $40 million to run the ACC. <laughs> Yeah. What is it? What are y'all doing that you need $40 million? Uh, Jay Davis with us uh, as well. I'm interested because, you know, the, the grant of rights is protected, Jay, like the Ark of the Covenant, right? Like somewhere in Ethiopia, <laughs> they're convinced they have the Ark of the Covenant in, in a little church. And the grant of rights is like a little Ethiopian church in the middle of North Carolina. It really is. Like lawyers have to travel to see the document. It's almost like a pilgrimage uh, to see the grant of rights. So it'll be interesting uh, to see if someone actually you know sneak that thing out of there and uh, get uh, get some insights into what that looks like. But you're right. I mean, it, it does seem to be the thing that's holding them together. It also seems to be the thing that's holding them back. What do you think is the most likely scenario? Because in my mind, I think the most likely scenario is a move to the Big 12 alongside a Clemson and maybe a couple of the Carolina schools. What says Jay Davis? I don't know, you know, because, I mean, where are they? If, they get, if, if you get Florida State and Clemson to go to the Big 12, isn't that essentially going to, you know, another ACC? Because they, those would clearly be the two best programs football-wise in that league. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Oklahoma State, you know, somehow wins 19 games every year. Utah, you know, is Utah. If, if everybody's healthy, they can go undefeated. But, you know, I think – I think them going to the Big 12 would just put them in a similar situation, you know, just given the, you know, the demographics of the different leagues now. Uh, Jay Davis with us here. Uh, 11 o'clock hour here on uh, Rabo and Co. ESPN 680. 105.7 taking you up until Bobby V at noon. We got you covered today ahead of UK L down at the Yum Center. All right. Um, <laughs> Zach. Uh, we're, you're going to get involved here, friend. Um, but uh, Michigan has received, Jay, uh, its notice of allegations <laughs> for the recruiting violations. So I think people – the news cycle is an interesting thing because it moves um, it moves quickly. And so many people tuned in on Connor Stallions but not remembering that uh, there was another – another time that Harbaugh had to not coach games this season uh, because of a dead period recruiting violation. This was the hamburger. Oh, you're getting mad at us about a hamburger Mm -hmm. thing, or I guess a cheeseburger in this case. Um, What's the, uh, what's the buzz up there in the Detroit area? Uh, You know, not much, obviously, you know, a lot of fans think, you know, this is kind of a joke, but you know, it's the cut, you know, it's one of those things where the cover up to the NCAA is worse than the crime, you know, and that's what, 
But the thing about that is, is, you know, they still they have so much time to respond to these charges, which is I mean, they're they're they might have already had, you know, championship parade and all this other stuff. Jim Harbaugh might be coaching the Chargers before they have to respond to these charges. So, I mean, and and I think those those that notice allegations got sent almost a year ago. So, I mean, there's he served his suspension. I don't know what they're going to do to Michigan at this point. Um, and yeah, there's not really been much talk about that up here this week. Mm. <laughs> I just, I just don't know. You know, I just don't know what's, you know, what they're going to do. They have, like I said, the big thing to me is that they don't have to respond to this until basically, you know, late, late February, early March. Like I said, they'll have already played their playoff games. They may have already won the national title. So, you know, that like there's not going to be another suspension for Harbaugh. He's he's you know he had two suspensions this year. One was for these these violations, and the other one was for the Connor Stallions you know incident. So, I mean, if if even if they take the title back, like taking titles back, I think has always been, you know, I don't want to. I'm trying to find the right word here. I just don't think I think that's counterproductive. You know, taking Heisman from Reggie Bush. You know, sure. when everybody watched him that year, know he knew he was the best player in the in the country. So. You know, Michigan might win a national title, and then you know what are they going to do? You know, retroactively take. I mean, if this happened in 2020, they were like two and four in 2020. What are they going to do? Take those two wins away? Right. Yeah. No. Jay Davis with us. I um, you know, down here, and I'll bring Zach in on this. Zach is very convinced that Alabama is the better of the two teams playing. I am in that first semifinal matchup in the Rose Bowl. Um, Michigan's a two-point favorite. Jay, what are are people up there? I know the videos out of them sort of the audible gasp in the room of, of Alabama getting the four seed rather than Florida State. Uh, are people confident about this game, or is it kind of they've got the confidence of a team that's uh, that's a two-point favorite? They've got the confidence of a team that's a two-point favorite. Okay. No, but, you know, it's Alabama. You know, yep, it's Nick right. Saban in Alabama. Everybody knows it's not going to be easy. Um, Alabama's, you know, secondary, they have some good – they have some names there, but they're secondary. This isn't a vintage Alabama secondary. But, you know, it's going to be strength on strength. You know, Michigan likes to run the ball down your throat, you know, just, you know, scheme scheme their scheme holes open for their running backs. And Alabama, I don't know if they're going to be able to push Alabama around like they pushed around, you know, Ohio State, Penn State, everybody else in the Big Ten. So that's what it's going to come down to. You know, it's going to I think it's going to come down to who can run the ball better. And, you know, Jalen Milroe is, you know, a dual threat quarterback. He's kind of like he's one of those old school cottage quarterbacks where, you know, he'll go like 13 for 27 and have like, you know, four 60 yard completions and two and two interceptions. But, you know, he might run for 150 yards, too. And, you know, historically, dual threat quarterbacks have given Michigan a lot of trouble. So, you know, just to see how they handle handle that aspect, how Michigan handles that aspect, excuse me, is going to be, you know, interesting to me. And, you know, just seeing how Alabama handles Michigan's, you know, rushing attack. Um, Texter uh, coming down that uh, Rick Bozich has tweeted as of uh, 20 minutes ago. The cards are practicing now at the KFC Yum Center uh, for the 6 p.m. tip against Kentucky. Billy Thompson. Star of the 86 team is up from Florida, and they're expecting around 15,000 people at the Yum Center. They've been drawing about 4,600, Jay. Big talk around here is how many blue shirts and how many red shirts will be in that arena downtown Louisville today. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, not, not going to be a great scene. I was telling Zach yesterday of our travails whenever Michigan State stinks and Ohio State's very good, how red that stadium gets very quickly. So um, it's, uh, oh, it's ugly. It is ugly as hell. It sure is. There you go. Um, Man, oh man, what else do I want to get into with uh, with you? Uh, you know, uh, you know what, Zach? I want to take a hard left turn, so let's take a quick early break here. Okay. We'll get into a final thing. Uh, Jay, have you heard Charles Barkley talking about aliens? <laughs> no. Uh, okay, great. We, I, yeah, I, know, I, I intentionally I put it on the show sheet. I have not listened to it. I love Charles Barkley. I think Jay has a similar affinity for Charles. Uh, so we will do that next year uh, on ESPN 680-1057. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving. With the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health, 
with an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com slash ortho to find a Baptist health provider. Here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, welcome back in. Final segment on a Thursday game day edition here of Rabot & Co. ESPN 680-1057. A reminder, it is a Wings Zone Thursday. I want to thank Adam and his staff for dropping off ESP, uh, dropping off Wings Zone catering to the ESPN Louisville Studios. 16 original wings for 12 bucks right now. That winning play bundle only at Wings Zone. WingZone.com. Tons of deals on the website. Dixie Highway, Popular Level, and Hikes Point. Go check them out at all three locations or uh, go to the one closest to your house, Zach. That might be my best advice today on the radio. How about that? Uh, we will have the dueling postgame shows, uh, the Coors Light postgame show over on 93.9, and, of course, the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show tonight around 8 here on 680-1057. You can call and talk to Zach Cantrell. What a what what an absolute honor and gift that is to the, the people of the city of Louisville. How about that? You get to talk to Zach Cantrell. How about, How about that? that? That's exactly what it is. <laughs> You're it's damn an right. honor. It's a gift. That's right. <laughs> you peasants. How about that? <laughs> you peasants. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, hopefully. Um, you said it, not me. I did say it, not you. That's true. Um, <laughs> uh, 13 and a half point spread today. Uh, Jay, you watch these teams without uh, bias. How would you bet the game? Uh, I actually took, I, I got Kentucky at 14 and a half last night. Oh, okay. All right. How about that? Okay. Uh, over under about 157. I, I think there's a chance the game goes over. I just, I, I think that Kentucky's going to be able to yeah, score today and that. yeah, I think they'll go over. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that should go over. Okay, there you go. All right, well, uh, some other things that I wanted to get into uh, with you. Uh, your NBA power rankings are up at FirstGen, firstgensports.com. And, um, I, I, you know, I don't think any two terribly surprising teams at the top. Let's talk about the bottom. Uh, how bad are the Pistons? They are, at this point, probably the worst team in history. Um they're on pace to win like seven or eight games. The games aren't close. Let's go. Um, when the games are close, you know, they kind of fall apart. Pistons suck. <laughs> when Let's the games go. are close, they kind of fall apart in the end. When the games are close, they kind of fall apart at the end. Um, you know, Cade Cunningham's Cade Cunningham's putting up numbers, but you know, he's you know, I'm not sure he's gonna be like a one A on a really good team, you know, but that, and that's that's probably not fair to him just because of you know, you know, they haven't had shooting all year. The spacing has been off. They've been playing two bigs, two, you know, uh, you know, two bigs sometimes who with no real skills. So I don't know. I, I think they're really bad. I think I think they I think they're going to beat Utah tonight to break this streak because I don't think Utah's very good either. But yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if they win more than five or six games. You know, the rest of the season. Second of a back to back for the Jazz tonight. Of all things, um, you have the Timberwolves on top. They go to Philly and they lose last night. In a game where Joel Embiid drops 51, uh, more likely Joel is your N- NBA MVP at the end of the season or uh, anyone else? At this point, I'd, I'd go for Joel. You know, his scoring's up, his rebounding's up. Um, I think he's already had like two or three 50-point games. Their schedule, if you look at it, has been pretty easy to this point. Mm. Um, it's going to start obviously getting a little tougher last night. I think it was a pretty good test for them. You know, him and there were two main guys, him and Tyrese Maxey went off. I think they combined for like 86 points. And now he did that against the best defense. Minnesota is clearly the best defensive team in the league. And he worked, you know, Rudy Gobert, Nasri, Carl Towns. You know, they, they didn't have an answer for him or Tyrese Maxey. And that's with, you know, Anthony Edwards and Carl Towns and Jaden McDaniels having pretty good games. So that was a that was a, I think that was a statement game for the Sixers and in, in beat in particular. And, you know, we'll just see kind of where they go from there as their schedule gets tougher. The team that moved the most in your rankings, Jay Davis with us, first gen sports, first gen sports dot com. Uh, what's the Clippers? They went from uh the bottom half of the league in your rankings essentially into the top six uh behind the Bucks, 76ers, Thunder, Celtics, and Timberwolves. Um, what is the Clippers sort of, what is their ceiling? What do you think they can end up accomplishing? 
I mean, if if Kawhi keeps playing the way he's been playing the last, you know, few weeks, days, this is a team that can win the West. Um, you know, I know people don't like they don't have a lot of size. You know, they signed Daniel Tice, you know, to get another, you know, to have another big body with Mason Plumlee going out. But, you know, James Harden's finding his footing. You know, he's kind of trying to he's finding that balance from, you know, of being a point guard and, you know, being a scorer. Kawhi's played every game so far this season. Um you know, Paul George missed. Uh, Paul George has played all but one game. Russell Westbrook seems to be fine coming off the bench. Uh, they have a five-man unit of James Harden, Terrence Mann, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Ibaka Ivica Zubox. That's like top two in the league. You know, behind I think you know like the Celtics starting five. So they have a, a really good group, and they've already kind of shortened up their rotation. Last night they only played eight guys. They're not playing a bunch of guys. I know they got a couple injuries, but you know it's the regular season. You could get minute. You could find minutes for you know ten, eleven guys every night, and and they've chosen not to do that. So from what I've seen from the Clippers the last couple of weeks, you know it's it's always a question of health with them. If they can stay healthy, I think they'll definitely be a factor come the playoffs. Jay Davis with us, and we're talking hoops. And I want to remind everyone that this holiday season, you can get on in on the NBA action with DraftKings Sportsbook. They're delivering big time. They've got you covered for all your basketball bets, plus a special new present for new customers to unwrap. This week, new customers, you can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting 5 bucks on basketball, an instant dub just for you. So update and upgrade your bet slip this NBA season with DraftKings' new and improved Same Game Parlay Anywhere feature. Now you can build same game parlays anywhere without any additional steps needed. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app today. You can experience all the new features, including live leg, live parlay leg tracking, player pages, and much, much more. So download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that code WHBE. New customers, you get 150 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5 on basketball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with that code WHBE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS. Physically present in Kentucky. Eligibility deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Uh, WHBE. Remember, WHB. Get in and get your free money there uh, with the bets. Uh, Jay suggesting maybe Pistons get it done against the Jazz tonight. You would actually get better than minus 100 odds on them as they are one and a half point dog uh, to the 10 and 18 Utah Jazz who are 2 and 13 on the road. All right. Well, uh, more on the NBA here, Jay. Just getting into it. I mean, can the Thunder make a run in the playoffs? You know, we see young teams like this often because they're willing to expend the energy during the regular season, Jay. Have very good regular season results. And then they get to the postseason and everybody's back on the same level, uh, expel, you know, expending the same energy, and they kind of get caught up in it. Can Oklahoma City make a run? Yeah, I mean, they have the personnel. They got multiple ball handlers. They have shooting. Um, you know, they have some guys that can bang. I th- I do think they're a big guy short. You know, Chet Holmgren's been really good so yep. far this year, but I don't think you're trying to put all those minutes on him, you know, so early in his career, you know, banging up against, you know, Nikola Jokic and Anthony Davis and, you know, Valanciunas in New Orleans, some other guys. So if they got another big guy, you know, I'd, I'd absolutely believe that they can make a run, you know, but until that happens, I think, you know, Oklahoma City, you know, when they had James Harden, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, Serge Ibaka, Jeff Green, all those guys, when they got to the playoffs, in this their first playoff run was 2010, and they played the Lakers in the first round. You know, Lakers go on to win a championship. But they were, you know, a Pau Gasol put back away from forcing a game seven in that series, and, you know, anything could happen in that situation. So I could see something similar happening to them. I think they'll be, you know, you know, a pretty well-regarded team over the course of the rest of the regular season. But, yeah, you know, when – when you go into these playoff series, you know, it's two weeks against the same team and, you know, your schemes get figured out, you know, teams can find ways to, you know, double shake Gilgis Alexander, take right. the ball out of his yep. hands and different things like that. So, you know, it is, it'll just be just, I'm just interested to see how they grow and, you know, to see if they can figure those things out to possibly make a deep playoff run. Is the West easy to figure out or is it, or are there, or have teams caught up to the Nuggets? Because last year, I don't think anyone was touching the Nuggets, especially out West. Can other teams catch up to them? And, and you know, I mean, because at this point, like a 14-13 and 13 type Phoenix Suns team is a little surprising, but that's the kind of team that can probably get better, for example, at the bottom of the conference. How good are the Lakers? We don't know. The Rockets are obviously playing much better than we thought they would. Um, it is, you know, obviously, you know, look, the Nuggets are in third place. They're two and a half games out. Is this where people have caught up to the Nuggets, or are they just kind of taking a little bit of time off after a title? You know, Jamal Murray's missed some games. Um 
you know, they've had, you know, Michael Porter's missing games. Everybody in their big four has missed, you know, at least a game. Some, you know, some of them more. I don't think Jokic has missed that many. But, you know, the league's better than it was last year. The league's deeper. Um, you know, the West, I think the, I think the East is much easier to figure out than the West. And the mm-hmm. East, I think, is Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, and everybody else. I know a lot of people think Miami will still be there towards the end. But, sure. you know, I'm not as high on them as a lot of other people. The West, you know, you got Minnesota with a lot of bigs to throw at Jokic and, you know, wing defenders and Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels to throw at, you know, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter. Um, you got Oklahoma City we just talked about, you know, with their group of players. The Clippers we just talked about. I think Sacramento's a big guy, sure, but you know, they can score with anybody. Um, you know, Dallas, I think, I still think they're a guy, sure, but they can score with anybody. Yeah, Barkley. Luka can win you two or three games. Luka can win you two or three games in a playoff series. You got the Pelicans, you know, with their guys. Um, when they're healthy, I think they're like eight or nine deep. So, and then I didn't, I didn't even mention the Suns or the Lakers. So, you know, there's a lot of good teams in the West. I think the West playoffs are going to be, you know, a dogfight. And, you know, I, st- I would still pick Denver to come out of the West if I had to do it okay. right now. But I just don't, you know, I don't think it's going to be as easy as they had last year. Jay Davis with us. All right, it is time for uh, – it's time for – for Charles Barkley to talk about aliens. Uh, you and I have not heard this sound. I wanted to organically react to this. Zach, did you listen to this earlier? Uh, he did. Okay. All right. So uh, we at least know it's clean. Um, and so we will go ahead. Uh, here is, uh, this was on, I think on CNN. Yeah. Uh, Gail King was asking Charles Barkley if he believes in aliens. And this was Charles Barkley's response. You believe in aliens? No. You don't. Because I haven't seen one. I okay, but I presume one. you can know something is true even if you have haven't never seen, seen it. Exactly. Well, somebody else. I that's never a met. good point, Neil. Wait, that's first of point. all, that's not a good point. Yeah, it is. A, yes. wait, you are not the <laughs> yes, measure yes, of what is, is true in point. the world. <laughs> somebody else would have told me. <laughs> oh, no, hey, hey, no, hey, but Charles, no, hey, I'm knocking no, on your oh, door. Oh, are you? When they say take me to your leader, they're going to come to you. No, I just want to say this. I told you it was an honor and privilege to meet you. Okay. But if we had a person coming out here who met an alien, we wouldn't have you on the show. <laughs> okay, so let me just say. But I, but I, <laughs> what a great response. What a great response. If we had somebody met an alien, we wouldn't have you on the show. Oh, man. That is Neil deGrasse That's Tyson, Charles. if people don't know. The, yeah, it is Charles. There you go. It's an honor to meet you, bud, is exactly right. Goodness gracious. Do you... um. Do you have things that, uh, like, like it, it, where's Jay Davis on aliens? I guess we've never had the conversation. I mean, I, I'm just like Charles. You know, I've never seen an alien. You know, I watched E.T. once when I was a little kid. I never watched the X-Files. I know all that stuff, you know, you know, really interesting. But, you know, now there's 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 other things that, you know, that, I, that I'm more worried about than, you know, than, than Alf. Uh, top five Christmas likes going on right now. You are our top five list guy. Uh, Mad Dog yesterday had his five things that uh, irk him about Christmas. What was the thing, Zach? What was number five? I was like, good God, what are you mad about? I don't understand. His um, mom's veal parm. Oh, yeah, he was arguing. He's like mad about veal parm. How about you just don't eat veal parm? Um, what's uh, Jay Davis' top three uh, sort of Christmas things? You got little kids, so they're like, the, the light stuff is fun. Yeah, well, that's what, you know, we did that last night. We oh, went yeah. to a suburb close to our house and walked around and looked at lights, and they had a lot of fun. You know, I, I, I love I love Christmas. We put our decorations up as early as we can in November so we can look at them for two whole months pretty much. And, you know, it's just, you know, especially if you got little kids, you know, just seeing their faces when the tree's done and they like to sit in front of it and put on. We have all these hats and, you know, headbands with trees on it and stuff. And, yeah, it's, I, I love Christmas. Uh, number three on Dan Orlovsky's list of top five Christmas likes is that number three, people are nicer this time of year. I don't think that's true at all. Ali, it's true at all. Yeah. I think people drive like maniacs. I think they're all stressed out. Um, I, I, is Dan, Dan's married. How, what? His wife can't be in a better mood right now than she is in October. Have you I'm heard sorry. Dan's food takes? No, are they terrible? They're terrible. Okay. So all don't right. trust Dan Orlovsky. Uh, my man, though, figured love, out how I to be on scholarship, though. Like, like backup quarterback thing, uh, the bad shoes with bad suits. Like, the, the dude's on scholarship. He's, he's crushing. <laughs> you know, I love I love the lights and obviously, the you know, the, the music. I, lo- I love we play Christmas music every day for two months, like I said. And my wife and I have a tendency to find the absolute worst Christmas movies <laughs> to watch where, you know, it's it's about it's about some woman reporter who falls in love of with, a, yes. you know, with a janitor. And, you know, they have the best Christmas ever. So, you know, we watch probably like 10 or 12 of those every year, too. Ah, nice. There you go. All right. Well, uh, we'll Netflix and chill with uh, with Jay Davis. How about that? All right. Well, um, I uh, the thing that I think is wildly underrated about Christmas time 
is the amount of salt and dairy that you get to eat, right? Like old cheeses, olives, that kind of stuff. Is Jay Davis into those kind, like charcuterie kind of things? Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't eat much. My my wife or I don't eat much dairy, but you know, around this time, you know, there's there's this Fontina <laughs> cheese that that oh, we yeah. eat, and you know, eat that with some pepperoni, and oh yeah, you know, we're gonna have you know salami and you know like i said pepperoni like we 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 like to eat sandwiches and stuff on christmas because it's basically just a day where we're playing with the kids and watching games all day yeah right so you know we'll have some 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 salty meats and we'll drink too much for a week and a half and you know just just have a lot of fun together do you think you would listen to a podcast if it was if it was charles barkley deal degrasse tyson absolutely i would too Oh man, yeah, no, I think it's uh, I think it's one of those uh, podcasts that I would definitely listen to that they got to figure out as well. All right, game tonight, Jay. Go ahead and give your 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 final prediction. Uh, I have written down that it's about a fourteen point spread. The over under right at one fifty eight. Uh, where do you think you would play this? I'd go like, oh, this is hard. The first the first numbers that popped in my head was like ninety two to fifty seven. Okay, okay, so that would be. Just over. Okay, that's a lot of that's a lot of points, but that's that's thirty five points that Kentucky will win. Uh, well, I was going to ask first. you: Do you think do you think Kentucky hits ninety points? You've obviously answered that question. Um, I, the thing is, man, if it's like twelve to two to start the game or something, I could see it just rolling and just getting out of hand, and and just a, a tough spot for the Louisville guys to to try to battle back in. Uh, in that case. So I tend to agree with you. I think the over is going to hit. I think Kentucky's going to score 90 points. I don't know what their team over under is, but I, that's what I would play today is over for Kentucky, whatever their team uh, over under is. Um, <laughs> oh, Texters appreciate you jumping on gaggle. Well, uh, uh, coming up soon, Jay's actually going to have a, a microphone and all those things. So we'll, uh, he'll sound even better uh, jumping on the show during this time. Second hour of our show presented by Delta Dental of Kentucky, DeltaDentalKY.com. Check them out, the, uh, plans for you, your family, your employees, Nationwide Network of Dentists. They've got those vision plans through VSP as well. Jay, I'm going to let you go, man. Thanks for jumping in. And I'll uh, Merry Christmas. I will talk to you next week. And uh, if people haven't gone to find it, uh, Episode 8 of uh, 40 Minutes of Pod is out. Go listen to Jay talk some college basketball there uh, as well. Thanks, Jay. Talk to you next week. Merry Christmas. All right. Merry Christmas, Lou. All right, brother. There you go. Jay Davis on a, on a game day Thursday, man. All right, Jay. What, uh, Jay, good Lord. Zach, do you have an opinion for tonight? You may not have to give a score, but over, under, or or the spread, how would you bet the game tonight? And are you going to bet the game tonight? Oh, I already took Kentucky minus 15 and a half yesterday when it came out. 15 and a half, okay. That's what it, it opened at, so I go went ahead and took it. Okay. Because this is not going to be pretty. Okay, you think it's a, okay, all right. Oh, okay. yeah. Like, Kentucky's going to, the only question is, are they going to score 90? Okay. Kenny Payne, like, I know Cal, everybody talks about Cal wanting to keep the score down. Sure. Even if he wants to, I don't think this uh, team is I, capable of doing That's the that. conclusion I've come to as well. Um, uh, give me cats over cards. I'm going to go 88 67. Uh, 88 67 tonight. So that puts me right at the over under, <laughs> of course. Um, if the Kentucky over under is in the 80s, I would take the over. I think they'll hit it tonight. And I think, uh, again, Adu Thiero or Reed Shepard will be the guys who score. 2022 25, whatever that might be looking like tonight. I'm Louis Rabot. This is Rabot and Co. Bobby V after me, roundtable, 3 o'clock. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 o'clock, and we hope you are too. Have a great day, everybody, and good luck in your rivalry.